Screw with it. It's your boy, Samai Savage. Hey, guys. This is Sugar Wolf. Yo, this is Will Steezel. Well, hello there, everybody. <laughs> this is August. What's up? It's Ethan Ross, and you're listening to the Anti-Social Social Tour Podcast. Let's get it. Hello, who are you and what do you do? Hi, I'm Raven, Raven the Mogul. I'm a serial entrepreneur, realtor, property manager, beauty and tech, wellness entrepreneur. Let's get into it. I used to be antisocial, that was the old me. But now I'm feeling social, and I think we should meet. I used to be a local, young and new right in the streets. What's up, what's up, world? It's Brandon Avery. I'm here with Raven the Mogul. Hi, everyone. How are you today? I am inspired. How are you? Wow, I'm inspired too. I'm inspired that you're here. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that you're here. So where did, where did it, let's, let's, let's get into it. Where did Reagan the Mogul come in, coming at? So I used to have a Instagram called I model justice, right? I had this, like, you know, there was this whole Sasha fierce, uh, moment that Beyonce had and justice was supposed to be, um, you know, the other side of me. And it was a different person than Raven. Raven is typically very quiet. Um, she likes to, she's an introvert. She's anti-social, social, literally social in my own (laughs) world. Um, however, um, during that process, Raven, the mogul started to develop because I could have called myself, Raven, the businesswoman, Raven, the entrepreneur, Raven, the realtor. Yeah. But I didn't feel like it uh, totally uh, covered everything that I needed it to cover. Yeah. And Mogul does. Yeah, because it doesn't limit me and I want to live a limitless life. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, that does cover me. I actually like that. And it's funny <laughs> that, you, that you mentioned the uh, Sasha Fierce moment, like the alter ego portion. Yeah. And it's kind of like a lot of people don't know. This is where Brandon came from. So a lot of people don't know that my name is Justin, even though I say it a lot throughout some of the episodes, but it's like this mystery. So when someone hears my name, when they hear someone call me Justin, like someone that knew me for a long time, like you, right. they go, wait, I've been calling you the wrong name. And I go, no, that's my name too. And then they'll use the word alias. I hate that word. So, because alias to me mean you're hiding something. Right. right? We're the same person. Yeah. The same. I'm the same person. I'm <laughs> not changing. I'm just two people. It's my alter ego. Right. It's, it's, you know, it's my stage name. And that's where branding comes about. So people call me my other name. I'm going to listen too. But most people from my childhood calls me, call me Justin. Um, so that's pretty cool. Thank All you. right. So in the beginning, when you, when you first started, did you always want to be who you are now? Um, no, (laughs) it's so funny, right? You try to fit into what society wants for you, right? And no matter how much you try to fit into this box that society tries to put you in, if you're not meant to be in it, you're going to find a way out. Um, so I was supposed to be a lawyer, an attorney, Mm -hmm. entertainment attorney. Um, I started off college thinking that I would study finance and philosophy and use that to go to law school. And it's so funny because during college, I ran into so many speed bumps and I'm just like, wait a second. The reason that all of this stuff is happening is because I'm going in the wrong direction. Yeah. And once I accepted that I was going in the wrong direction and I was trying to force myself to fit into this box of being an attorney and being in this corporate world, that's when everything changed. I went back to the original thought of no. I am a serial entrepreneur. You're not going to limit me to just one specific business or industry. I'm going to do everything that I want to do. Yes. 
It's funny that you say that because um, there's two types of people in this world, people that follow that path, right? Because it's a path of success that I guess America says that you have to do to be successful, right. you know? And then there's people like us, right? Creatives, and this is all of us. We're always going to have a hard time in the regular world. So every time when we're having our creative pits and, you know, that some of us will go back to the working world, that you know, I would call, it's always going to be short. Right. It's, it's it's never going to be fulfilling because you're always going to remember, like, this is not, I don't belong here. Right. So I'm glad that you were able to, so were you, like, were you deep in school when you found this out? I probably made it until made it, as in, mm-hmm. like, I was hiding. I pretty much I was. I was in hiding until sophomore year. And then uh, sophomore beginning of junior year and junior year, something just clicked and said, no, literally just yeah. in my head is like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's frustrating. <laughs> you're, you're missing, you're, you're, you're limiting yourself from something, chasing something. So right. from that point, then what got you into real estate? Like what sparked that? Oh, that's a great uh, question. So real estate is, or excuse me, sales because that's what real estate is right we're selling people think we're selling property and we are but the idea is that we're selling wealth happiness and security Mm. that's what we're selling so i decided to go down that path because i realized that i was a natural saleswoman and i said oh this is going to be fun when did you realize that um i realized that after i had graduated uh, oh, oh this is such oh this is a great question (laughs) so originally i realized it um when I graduated out of college, I started a career as a publicist and entertain. Uh, I remember a lifestyle publicist turned entertainment publicist, right? And I was working with all of these fashion brands, restaurants, and then I started working in the entertainment industry, working with television networks, celebrities. And during that time, I just kind of like took a moment and I'm like, wait a second, what am I doing? I'm selling media. I'm selling clips and behind the scenes and products to media. And I was like, okay, so I'm already selling. If I could sell here, I can sell anywhere. anywhere." Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, wait a second, we got something here. Um, And my PR career, trying to fit into that corporate world, um, my PR career started to take a turn where I felt like, I was working day in and day out and producing great results, but the same exact results. For instance, um, NPR, you have to do these large reports, right? So I'm doing like these 600, 700 page reports and I'm doing them by myself, which kind of sucks because there are other people on my team. But for some reason, people just looked at me like you can just do it. Yeah. And um, I would do it on top of all the other work that I had to do. And as I was doing it, I said to myself, okay, Um, I'm going to take my skills and I'm going to apply for another job. So that way I don't have to do this anymore. And when I decided to go apply for another job, I went to the interview and I'm telling them, I'm so proud of all of these reports I'm doing. I'm showing them the reports and they're looking at me and they're like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. What do you mean? Like that's not a thing no more. It wasn't a thing. So you were just doing extra work for this particular company. I didn't know I was being played. Mm. I didn't know that I was in a space where the skills that I were de- that I was developing were no longer needed. Wow. I was being played. Um that kind of hit a like I was like a ticking time bomb, time bomb from that point forward. I said, "No. I'm not going to leave this experience with nothing. I am still doing something and what I basically honed in on was I'm selling." Yeah. Go to real estate and then next thing you know, I'm like meeting with different clients. I'm like, this is the route that I'm supposed to take. I'm supposed to sell. I'm supposed to be in business. I'm supposed to be meeting with people, creating relationships. I'm supposed to be a creative. 
that being in real estate allowed me to also become a property manager as well. Because the more people I met, the more I realized that they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. There's a service that a new network. Yeah. For a new network. Tap in. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, I was like, I can do this. But then once I did start doing real estate, I kind of just looked back at my life and I'm like, I was always supposed to be a serial entrepreneur. Yes. And it was just coming full circle. When I was a child, I would sell the most basic stuff, mm-hmm. toilet tissue, yeah. oodles and noodles, pens and paper, um, butter rolls. I found a need and I started selling it. Yes. Our journey is already planned for us. Oh, yeah. And I love the part that when you reflect, like, I was always doing this. Yeah, I was always doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always doing it and always having fun with it. But I didn't realize I was doing it until I realized that the skills, the other skills that I was um, developing were no longer needed in the marketplace. Yeah. And that's when I had to tap in, what am I really good at? So then it going down that sales journey, okay, how can I enhance this? How can I continue to get better? What other skills can I add on? So negotiation, yeah. uh, writing, you know, different uh, offers or briefs, basically, mm-hmm. um, business presentations, because you got to go in, you got to pitch the client, pitch yeah. the developer. It's, it's a whole lifestyle with being an entrepreneur. It's funny you say that because... Even though I'm a big, I'm a big believer that even, every experience builds us to what we are today. Right. So even though that we were, you were getting played with a 600 page or the 600 word page you know, report, 600 page report <laughs> now it makes it easy for you to do these documents that you have. Yeah. It, it makes it easy because you're used to it. what piece of cake, what right. just you know, just this off letter, that's it, just this LOI, that's it. You know, like the, I think that it makes it super easy. So that's kind of dope. Um, yeah. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just, I just look back at my life and I'm like, this was supposed to happen. And it was, I was standing in my own way. And that's a problem with creatives in general. Like we're doing something so naturally, we're not realizing that that is our gift mm-hmm. and that that's what we need to focus on. Not all this other bullshit. The problem is, in my opinion, as a creative person, it's society. Because we're told in order to be successful, you must A, B, C, D. Do not go off that path. And when, and this is something we don't we don't really realize it until we're able to think for ourselves. Because right. you got to be honest, it's, it's innocence. We're, we're children, we go with the we, we go what we're given with, right? And that's normally the normal path, the straight path, because most of our parents are not creative. Right. So they're not, and, and most of our parents, and I know for my, my, my parents' generation, it was a different type of lifestyle. It was survival. So they had to survive. When they got something, they held, held on to it. They held on to that job, they're going to hold it for 30 years. They don't want to do anything other. Even if they like to paint every now and again, they're, not, they're going to ignore that. Then we have us. Our brains go crazy right. all day. And then we try to put us in the real world. And when it's a function, it will never work. So I think society stops us from doing that and, to, and doubt ourselves. And I think once we're able to tap out of that or, in your, in your words, tap in to tap that, in. <laughs> we, it, it becomes a different, a different feeling, right? But then, we're gonna, then when people tap in, they get another society thing of judgment. Right. And then that stops them from feeling. So I know for me, when when I'm working, because I am chasing my dreams, but I am working with clients. And I always say my client work, no disrespect to my client, just in the sense of this conversation. I always call my client work boring work. Mm-hmm. So in order for me to continue to do my client work, I need to fulfill my personal gain. right? So I need to be able to, after I do this ad, this commercial that's, oh, it's so great, I have to do something in my mind for myself right. to continue to do for the next client. Right. If I don't do that, I get bothered with myself and I don't work. I just can't do it. Um, so I ha- it's like a trade. It's such a thing. It's like I trade, I trade society life for my fantasy life over and over every day. Yeah. Same. So I definitely want to dive deeper into that because that is a real thing. So 
When I went to the interview, the very first interview, and I realized that the skills that I was, that I was, oh my goodness, the skills that I was developing were no longer needed. And I had to go to work the next day. Back up a little bit. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. You're good. But when I had to go back to work the next day, I wanted to cry. Mm. It like broke my spirit. Like I was like, what am I doing? Like, why would I go back to a place where I know that what I'm doing isn't allowing me to grow? Why do you think they were doing that? Um, well, I can. Do you want me to provide the real answer? I would love it. Yeah, <laughs> I really would love it. Like, because this is going to help enlighten a lot of people. Because there might be someone right now in a job that they probably hate and, and they're being played at, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I would love. So the reason I got played, right, because that's what it is. The reason I got played is because I went into the industry being just uneducated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I walked into an industry instead of having prior experience before getting into that industry. I walked in to the doors being open to learning new things. Mm -hmm. And once they realized that I was open to anything that they gave me, Mm -hmm. they gave me the task that nobody else wanted to do. So Mm -hmm. that's the reason no one wanted to help me. No one wanted to do those tasks. So those reports, just for clarification, those reports were for the clients. However, the client never looked at those reports. So they were not needed. They're not needed. The client doesn't, doesn't even read them. Why would I create a report of when you're, when you're in PR, you're basically creating a coverage report, right? That shows everything that your client um, was in over that last month or week or whatever it is, depending on what the announcement or the launch was, right? The product already, the the client already sees the results online. All you got to do is tap into Google. Yeah. But I'm creating a report so that way the client could see it all in like one, you know, word form. Pretty much one document, right? But I say that to say that once I realized that I was doing that, among other things, there's PR as a whole, it's a monster. It's like so many things people don't realize we really do control the media. But anyway, yeah. so outside of creating that report, I had to go back into work the next day and anxiety kicked in. Yeah, because now you know. Yeah, I'm aware. Like, 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 <laughs> I, that's why I want to get into that. I want to know the feeling because I can only imagine like now you like you went on the outside of this 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 ecosystem that you were in for so long. The people you trusted and think you're doing you're making an impact into this world by creating this and probably getting better at it and getting better at it. Right. But and now I'm aware of being played. Else. Yeah. Then you go somewhere else for a quick second. They're like, what? We, we don't do we don't do that. Like, what was the thought next day? Like walking in. Like, right. Right. What is the thought? What yeah. is the appropriate response? Should I be angry? Should I be sad? Should I be angry at myself? Should I be angry at them? Yeah. And I'm like, I can't get mad at no one else but myself because yeah. I allowed myself to be played. I allowed myself to enter this space and for someone to take the skills that I had and the eagerness to learn and to use it against me. I shouldn't even be here in the first place. Yeah. But I'm here because society told me that after college, I have to go and get a job. The reason that they did what they did is because they realized that I had just graduated from college and I just wanted to work my way up. And be successful. Right, and be Mm -hmm. successful. So they were going to give me dirt and shit and everything else until I got tired of it. And once I got tired of it, what they were going to do is let me go. Of course. They can't use it no more. You're you're disposable. (laughs) So what did you learn from that experience? That you can carry with you today? Oh, so that's a great question. I learned exactly what you just said. I would. <laughs> I went into work and what I decided to do, I wasn't angry 
at them. I was angry at myself for not doing what I actually wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I would go into work and I would do the work that they gave me, more reports, more uh, media coverage, meetings, interviews. I would do all of it. And then I would stay at work once everybody left and I would work on my dreams. Yes. Every day. And I remember at first it was a clothing store, right? Yeah. At first I wanted to create something that would allow me to purchase from other designers and to create a space for the designers to hold their items inside of my store. Wow. And I just stayed, you know, doing that for a very, very, very long time. And so one day I was like, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But basically I stayed at the office uh, late because I had my own office. I could create for how long I wanted. I was in a WeWork. There was no like... There was no reason for me to leave except for I was tired. Yeah. So, and that's what the space that I wanted to be in. I wanted to be alone and I wanted to be able to create. Once I realized that I was a creative, I should have known, but. It's okay. The, t- <laughs> the time is, time is a great thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And at that moment I realized, okay, I can actually do this. Not only that, but I realized that in the process of working for that specific company, um, I learned other skills. Mm-hmm. I learned how to run a business because. Yeah. I'm the one speaking to the clients. I'm the one delivering these reports. They have the relationships with me. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just slowly. There's some good in that. Yeah. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. was some good in that. And I started realizing, okay, so this isn't actually about the report because they could care less about this report. They care about speaking to me. Yes. And I was like, I'm ready to play. Yes. And I want to touch bases on what you said. You said, when I said, what did you, you said, I still went in. Yeah. And I worked, I did that work, but then I worked on my dreams. Oh, yeah. That part right there is the key part. So any creative listening, right? Because there are, it's, it's easier said than done when I go, I'll say, Brandon said, just go chase your dreams. <laughs> no, that's not that easy because we need to make income, right? Right. And I love that you said it because since I started working when I was younger, I would always have a side job. I would always have a side job because I would call this job is going to fuel my dreams. No matter how much money made on my own, I need, I call, I used to call it my government job. <laughs> and whatever job that I would pick, I, I had to have time to do things on my own. So, or I would say you always learn something from the job you take. So let's say, give me, I don't want to go, I don't want, I want to do regular jobs because your job was not a regular job. Everyone just can't become a right. PR, right? So let's say, um, give me a regular job, just any regular job that I can make a point. I, I used to like work Mac, at not McDonald's. Star, oh, not, not okay, st- let's do Starbucks. So that, I guess that's a little more, okay, so Starbucks. Mm, no, because you're on your feet all day. Let's say you were a- uh, I have another one. Yeah. I worked at a call center. Call center. Does that work? I was a try, waitress gonna, before. I'm gonna try to, let's, let's try to make the call center work, right? <laughs> okay. See, I, I haven't had real like regular regular jobs a lot, so it's kind of hard. For me. But um, <laughs> um, so let's do call center. I'm gonna try okay. to make this make sense. So let's say I worked at a call center because I have to because I'm a human in it and need bring, money. Yeah, we need money, right? But also, I'm a I'm an artist that paints great pictures. So in this call center, what I would do, I'm just going to put myself in a call center. I will get this call center. I'm going to learn a lot of things. I want to know how this company's ran. Yep. So people look at, they look at work and they'll hate their job. I look at what can I learn and take from my own and put right. to my own world, right? right? So if the call center is, if I can get through, prime example, that's actually endurance. Let's utilize that. So the call center, I'm sure you guys, you guys got to make a lot of calls or like meet a certain quarter, right? right? And in the beginning, you may feel defeated, but the, the more that we practice, the better we get at something, right? right? So like, even though I'm making 100 plus calls a day for this company, and instead of me get upset, I'll go, hmm, that means I can make 100 calls for myself. Ex- 
right? Exactly. That means, or I'll utilize, I'll, I'm going to find something in any company I'm working at that, can, that I can learn and benefit myself. But also, if I have time off, I'm going to utilize their service with the internet to do fulfill my own dreams or whatever connections that I can make that, that doesn't deem illegal or of conflict of interest. I'm going to do everything I need to do. But also, while I'm there, trust me, I'm working on my dreams. And that, that always kept me going back to that job. Right. Because whether it paid all of my bills or some, I knew that. Because in creativity, it would create pits when no work is around. Right. So we don't want to, I'm not telling anyone to be a starving artist, but I'm saying if you are in a job and you feel as though that this is why I can't make music or I can't go paint or I can't do whatever I want to do in creativity, wrap your mind around and change it again and say, what can I learn while I'm at this job? What can I learn and take to bring to my own world as well as how, what can I do while I'm at this job to fuel my own journey? And that'll keep you motivated to continue to go. So because you said that, that that's like one thing that... I think all creators need to understand because you still can live your life and follow your dreams and deal with society life. Right. And also take, take into consideration, like how I see it is like, that's the pretend pretend job. So it's like my real job is what I'm doing in Mm -hmm. my life, (laughs) in my life. But then my pretend job is the job that I have to go to work in to make income. So that way I can fuel this dream that I have, but I want to tap, Back into the yeah. the call center job, right? In the call center job, if that's something that you're doing, because I, I can tap into a few different avenues, right? In the call center job, you're learning the art of conversation and how it's very important that if you speak to someone in the right way, you can sell them stuff. And if you can sell movie tickets, art over the phone, they don't even see these things. Think what they, you can do in person. Exactly. Think of what you can do in person. <laughs> exactly. I love this. Because <laughs> it, it's true. It is. You... And then also you never go into a job and because I've had so many jobs, like you never go into a job without, you have to take a skill. You have to. You have to leave. With something. With something. If you leave with nothing, the only person, you're wasting your Your time, time. their time, Mm -hmm. everybody's time. You have to leave with a skill. I want to touch on, if you are an artist, like let's say you're a rapper. Because I realize there's a lot of people. There's a lot of rappers, right? There's a lot of rappers. (laughs) There's a lot of rappers. And you guys, you guys work at Dunkin' Donuts. You work in the bowling alley. And leave with nothing. Foot foot Locker, yes. And they leave with nothing. And they're so busy trying to do this rap career. And it's like, look, you got the right idea. Mm -hmm. But the way that you're going about doing it is just a little off. You're in these stores, Mm. right? While you're in these stores, what do you think is happening? You're probably watching a bunch of other stores around you. Mm-hmm. What music is playing in all of these other stores around you? Who speak? No, come it's on, just keep like, going. These, I know we're going with this. <laughs> these these <laughs> little small things to think about. Like, there's background music. Not only that, but when you're giving, you know, a like you're packing up a bag. Okay, a customer comes there at the cash register. Put something in it. Put something. Put drop. Something in it. Drop something in it. Or you Don't know what you can do. It, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're literally at the job and it's not a conflict of interest. You nope. did your job, you did your job. You're not soliciting. <laughs> you're, you're not soliciting You're you're, and it's just a nice way of saying thank you. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to realize that like these pretend or regular jobs or, or government yep. jobs you mm-hmm. use to pay that you're using to pay for your dreams. That is exactly what they are. Use them <laughs> because they're going to be okay when you because guess what oh, when you get sick God. and you you die they're going to replace you absolutely and i love that you said that because i see a lot of people creative people we're going to use rappers stick to that because yeah. there's a lot of rappers rappers they're ashamed of working i don't know why we have a lot of creators that are ashamed of working for someone else i had um 
I have conversations every now and again, and someone will go, I'm going back to work. It's not, it's okay. That doesn't make you, but this is social media playing in here, right? Because right. they don't want to be, no, utilize that skill. If you are, and think about it, and go, let's go, you said, like, Dunkin' Donuts or something, right? How many customers come in? Exactly. How many <laughs> exactly. customers come in this place? Right. The skills that you're ignoring because you're worried about your presence are the skills you can be enhancing. Think about it. If a hundred, if, 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 God, I know more than a hundred people come in the store. Utilize that your communication. I can communicate. Learn how to talk. Get 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 into a great communication with a person. It's all about what you do. So you can be interested. Oh, you you rap. Oh, wow. I would love to hear that. That's exactly. not soliciting. You're having a conversation. Right. You're not saying here buy my CD. You're not doing that. <laughs> you're, not. you're doing your job to get good customer service. Right. And if you so happen to connect with someone over music, why would you not into, um, put your music out there? Or like you said, background music. If you if your rap is really explicit, think about the music that goes on there and make songs that fits there. Right. If it fits well, maybe slip it into the playlist. Right. You, <laughs> exactly. you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You, you got to think and actually have it on streaming because we have things that, that Siri can exactly. detect songs. So somebody may hear a song. Oh, this is, I never heard this in this place. This is really nice. Right. Now, mind you, you speak some real crazy shit on your real rap, <laughs> but you need to navigate. The, these are gems, people. So pay attention because seriously, we wonder why we're not what we want to be because we're not trying to be there. Yeah, we don't want to get there. What steps are you actually taking it? And it's one of those things where it's like, these are the cards that you have. You work this job. Yep. You make this amount of money. You don't have enough money for marketing, for promotion, for a, a tour. Mm-hmm. Let's use exactly where you're at and figure out how to make what's happening to you work for you. Yes. And that is what's going to help you get to that next level and the levels beyond that. You know what I mean? And I, I want more creatives, rappers specifically, yeah. in this case, <laughs> because it's, it's so real. You could speak with a customer. Dunkin' Donuts is literally perfect because that's where the first the customer usually starts off their day. If you catch them at the beginning of their day, the chances are you're going to see them probably for lunchtime or the next day. Once you start building rapport with that person, they are going to become more intrigued by who you are. They're going to want to know what you do. And if you do give them your song or you give them a picture of like, I don't know, your album cover or I don't know if they have albums anymore. Connect with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Connect Mm -hmm. with the people and you never know who that person knows. Have you you ever seen um there's a movie with will smith and it's like uh you're seven people away from the person you actually want to connect with is it that uh one when he's like that uh is it seven uh is the movie got the number in it uh I, i'm gonna say it's no not i have pounds it's okay, not seven okay, pounds i was thinking about them there's yeah. a movie uh i forget what it's called but watch when i'm done with the podcast all of a sudden yeah, it's just gonna come to me but basically it is true that what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. you're only seven connections away from the person that you actually want to so if you if you're a rapper and you want to get to know jay-z or you want to know dame or you want to know biggs or any of these other really famous or Kanye you're only seven people away so figure out like treat it like a game it is figure out it it, it really is it really is figure out who the seven people are that's gonna allow you that's gonna open that door for you and strategize and get through it and it's a literally the same way you play video games all day Mm -hmm. it's real the same same way people (laughs) apply their time to any this is why and sometimes if i'm getting real passionate in conversation i may sound like a shitty person that don't give a fuck about anyone's dreams but everyone that knows me know that's the opposite but i'm more of a realistic person i'm not a pity party person we have people that i've spoken to they'll blame everyone in the room everyone their environment everyone in their ecosystem as to why they can't get to where they want to be right that's bullshit because you're not applying yourself one of the biggest things that i like to say to artists of all kinds I'm one, I don't want to, I'm a leader of rappers alone, but that is definitely mostly to rappers to be honest. I'm be honest. It's definitely most, this is mostly said to more rappers than anything else. We can pick anything. Yeah, I could talk yeah, about Yeah, but creators in, in a whole, 
and I, I say, listen, how many people know you exist? Right. You know? Exactly. And I, I go, you- what do you mean, Brandon? I say this all the time. And I go, only the people who know you exist. Know you exist. Know you exist. Lit- literally. <laughs> with that formula right there, you need to take that and run with it. And you need to get more people to know you exist. You cannot blame the world and your supporters for only getting 10 streams. When you don't, how many people do you know? How many people know that you exist? Go out there. Exactly. If you are working in this, this we're at Dunkin' Donuts, right? We're working at Dunkin' Donuts. You're, you're seeing thousands of people every day. How many people you're talking to? Right. You're too busy with your head down because you don't want anybody to know that you work at Dunkin' Donuts. When you should be, you, you don't know, front and Dame's assistant. <laughs> right. Don't, picking Dame, up that. Yeah, Dame don't like Starbucks. So he's at Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts. Donuts every His assistant's day. at Dunkin' Donuts. Every His assistant day. is talking to you. His assistant one time asked you, what song was that up there? And it was similar to yours. And you were so busy worried about being your presence of a rapper on the internet. You don't want to be seen there. And that, that was one of those seven people to get where you are. Woo. If I was in that real world, <laughs> me, me, which I'm not because I can't function because I'd rather just choose my dreams and struggle that way. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I, it, just, it never works. It never makes sense. It never works like- for me. But be, if, if I was... Right. Every person I'm talking to, they're going to remember who I am. Right. I'm going to get to know them. And you know what I'm going to do? Because I'm a consumer first. Right. Before I became a business person, I was a consumer. Utilizing, utilizing all things I had to get where I want to get and to learn. So as a consumer, I knew that I'm going to use Best Buy. That's the people who got most of my money at in the early of my years. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you how they got my money. They got my money with a membership. Mm. And they got my money to know my name. So, and I would only go to that particular one in Box Hall, New Jersey. It was to the point, and this, let's start with the membership. Uh, the feeling we give a, a customer. Right. So the membership was Best Buy member. That was free. Then you had uh, Elite member, which you had to spend $1,500 a year. And you had Elite Plus member, right. which you had to spend $3,500 a year. Ooh. Right? What gets us in, in America? Status. Right. right. The status means nothing. There were some okay benefits, but not for $3,500 a year. Right? But because that was a top tier, what would I want to be? The top. The top tier. Right? <laughs> I spent so much money in Best Buy. I would go in there twice a week. Even if I didn't need anything, I'm looking. It was to the point where they knew my name and they would no longer help me. And because, and now, mind you, they're saving money and time because they don't have to have an employee help me. And, and I thought it was great. When I come and they go, oh, you're here again, Justin? Oh, my God, you're here again? What you getting? <laughs> Number one, I feel status because they right. feel like I got something that I don't. I'm buying things. And every time I go, oh, you're Elite Plus member. Oh, wow. It's that feeling I'm getting. And they're just taking my money. In reality, I'm giving them way more than they're giving me. Right. So with that alone... If you're at Dunkin' Donuts, if I was, and I'm and I see you coming, because guess what comes in the same store? Regulars, right? Regulars. If you're in a prime location like New York, come on, <laughs> right. you can see anything there. And this person now, Dame's assistant, because he doesn't like Starbucks. This is all legend, by the way. <laughs> um, doesn't like Starbucks. He's going to. She's Dunkin' Donuts. You see this girl here every time. You're having a short right. conversation, and you don't. You never ask her name. At a certain point, if I'm working on something, I'm going to, oh, I want to know your name so I can address you. Now I know your name is Raven, right? right? And now I'm going to, oh, hey, Raven. Now Raven's going to come back more. Even though I'm the face, I'm going to get to know her in this year that I'm working there because this is her favorite spot. Or, you know, and that Raven is now Dame's assistant, by the way, in case you're not, <laughs> in case you're not caught up, right, um, with the story. And now I'm going to know about her. Then I'm going to find out what you do. Because right. at, at one point, now we got to connect. You know, what do you do? You come here every day at the same time. You know, what do you do? And you're going to say, oh, yeah, I'm just an assistant. Oh, that's crazy. How is it? Is this like for some like celebrity or something? That's like joking. And she may go, actually, yeah, Dame. Dame. Like, and then you'll continue. Mind you, now in this six months to a year, you've built a connection with her. So it's not going to be weird like you're being nosy with her. Because now you know her name. You know her drink. You know everything about her. Now she, that could be a connection right there to your next step. And right? I, I do want to add something right then and there. Be, if for this rapper example, right? <laughs> Don't just say, here's my CD, here's nope. my music. In that instant, once she says 
whoever she is, Mm -hmm. whether it's Dame Assistant or whoever it is. Oh, I work at Sony or I work here. Once they say that, just ask them what projects are they currently working on? Because you never know if they're having an industry event where you can actually get into that space that you need to get into. And don't, like you said, don't just throw that, oh, my CD. Nope. Because remember, you already built a genuine rapport. Right. So now don't so, try to yeah, sell Don't her. be starstruck. <laughs> still keep it regular because you already built that rapport. It's naturally going to come out. Right. So now next week you may, now inside you may be screaming. Right. But don't, don't, you know, no, just whatever. And then you're going to, now if she come, you're going to keep having that conversation. Right. Oh, yeah. And I do, now I make music too. Oh, you do. Now because she already have this, this opinion of who you are, a great person who knows her name, knows her drink over this last course of years, she's going to want to hear your song. Because right. Because you don't, how many, how many people you think she met that want to hand their song to give to Dame and she throws out? Ex- you know? Exactly. Utilize, basically, in a nutshell, utilize whatever you're giving. To right. your advantage. Instead of thinking that it's bad for you, think of ways it can be good for you yes. in any situation. Absolutely. And I think that'll get you to your next step. Um, that was actually really good. No, because it's good. it's true. It I feel like I feel like whenever I speak about my life, I'm like, no, I'm not the only. I used to think I was the only person going through it, right? Like, because now, like, okay, for example, we're gonna go back to being a uh, account executive. I'm in charge of all of these different accounts for all of these different entertainment clients. I'm working in PR. I'm a publicist. I'm an entertainment publicist. I'm doing red carpets, but I'm aware. I'm awake. I'm being used. Yep. Doesn't feel good. It doesn't. We're feel making good. people gazillions of dollars, right? Why not? We're putting inside our dreams, right? Mm-hmm. But now that I'm aware, I can do something. But I'm not angry at them. I'm angry at myself because it's like, well, why haven't you been doing this this entire time? Yeah. And it's like the same thing. I was hiding. I was trying to fit into this mold of. I work here, and this is who I am, and this is the status that I am. And I was like, no. I have to do what um, I want to do. And it's so funny because when I was working in PR, I was trying to reach that top level. I need to become the president of this company. Mm. I need to become the, uh, you know, president of a communication or marketing agency. And I'm just, I just know everyone and I just have everyone's phone number. Look at, what did you just say? What? You see that? What? I, cause I know you want to have everyone's phone, phone number, number right? yeah. And you're still doing the job for that big company. Right. Instead of taking, Ta- right now, don't get me wrong, I want to just make this clear. That doesn't mean quit that job, <laughs> but she, she's in this job doing the best she can do for that company. For that And ignoring company. all the skills she's having. Exactly. Mm. And once it came to, like, reality, like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Look at how hard I'm going for this company. That will replace me if I missed it, if I did something wrong. Oh, let me mm-hmm. tell you, I had, man, I had a coworker that I'm over here doing these large reports, 600, 700 giant reports that were just going for days to where Microsoft Word would just like malfunction. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm just like, no, I just did all this work. I start over. Um, it, things like that would happen, and my coworker would just be watching kittens all day. She would be on Instagram, Facebook just watching videos like hi oh, look look and it's wow. like i'm no busting my ass i don't right know if now. i could have been in that environment i would like what the fuck are you guys doing over there oh no it yeah. fueled me to like how can i be mad at you you're just doing what they're paying you to do yeah i have to do what they're paying me to do but i need to start paying myself that's another important part there of there you this. go i after a while, I stopped wanting the status of president at that specific company or just in that world i said this is not my world. I was like, today I'm an account executive at this company. I appreciate the opportunity, but in real life, aka in my life, I can be the CEO mm-hmm. of my own company. Why am I waiting 
years for you to approve of what I'm doing and who yes. I am. Mm-hmm. You can't see me, but I can see me. And I'm looking at me every day. And I was like, no. Those same skills of trying to, oh, like, I got everyone's phone number. I took it. I said, this is this this skill that I have, I'm working for me. Yeah. And I just, I just... I tried. I tried to go back into corporate America and I tried to do both. And I was like, it will never feel the same. It's always going to be friction. Yeah. Because now you not only know your worth. I'm aware. You know I'm awake. Your value. Yeah. yeah, you know. And I think that that's important. And, and, and in a nutshell, we don't want to regret those things because I always think even when I look back and I reflect, I go, you know what? I don't regret anything because I wouldn't be here today. If I already had the answers there, I probably actually would have failed because right. I didn't get into those, you know, to think about, okay, why am I here? But now that I'm aware, now this is the part where it gets tricky. Now that we're aware, we use the strengths for it. Um, with that being said, if you can give yourself any, any advice, I'm going to say, I'm like, I like seven, seven years ago. One word of advice, what would it be? Or not even one word, but, you know, advice. Seven years ago. Ooh, <laughs> this is great. No, I'm sorry for the pause, you guys. So I would tell myself, go. Do everything that you said you were going to do. Write it down and go. Do not think about anyone else, do not pause, do not wait. Oh, I'm going to do that in 10 years. No, go do it right now. Find a way to do it up. Oh, you don't have the money. You, you don't know how to do it. Pull up Google, mm-hmm. figure it out and make it work. Now, wait, wait, wait. I just want to, I want to double back. Double right? back. <laughs> so this is, this is the fun part about being a serial entrepreneur, right? When you're like in a specific industry, they try to make you stay within those uh you know that box that yeah yeah, and it's Mm -hmm. a small box it's such a small box but um basically when you enter your own well you've always been in your own world but once you realize (laughs) (laughs) once you realize it it changes everything right so i start working on my uh clothing store and at first it's not doing well because I can't figure it out. On top of that, I'm still over here. I went, I left the original job and I went and started working another corporate job. Um, however, the structure and the new corporate job was different. So in the next corporate job, I was dealing with a whole new monster. I was getting paid more. Um, however, I was getting paid more. My responsibilities were different. However, although I was being paid more, my main focus was my business. Yes. And most people, because I remember at that time I had people asking me, how is the business doing? How many sales have you made? Who's wearing your stuff? When is this coming out? They So many questions. And it's like, in my head, I can see everything happening as it should. But in in, in their scope of reality, they were seeing that I was struggling. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, I'm learning. But to them, I am struggling. And that's their opinion, by the way. Right. Yeah. And also, I think it's important for creatives to know that if you catch yourself in, a, in an experience where you're trying to get your business to grow, you're trying to move forward in your life and you're just like you're just stuck. You don't know what the next move is or the next move didn't work and you're falling 20 steps back. Yeah. It's happening for a reason. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Yes. And I think that that's important to note when that business that I had failed it it failed because all of the money i made i reinvested back into my business yeah i had to learn 
business? How am I going to run and be this serial entrepreneur if I don't know business? Yeah. So to everyone else, oh my goodness, you know, this is happening. Oh, like their, their opinions about why don't you just focus on PR? And it's like, I just told you who I am. Yes. That's who I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And, they don't, and they didn't see you. Oh, no, no, no. But and I saw myself. Is, exactly. And, that, and, that, and I think that is most important because most, and I, I can't speak for everyone, but I would just assume, it's going to be an assumption because this is just going to give me a little backlash. Most people can't see themselves. Absolutely. And if we can't see ourselves, we're worried about what the person's seeing us. Right. And that will halt us because if no one, first of all, if I can't see your dreams, my opinion is going to just be all over the place. Right. And if you're going to accept those opinions and it's, I'm going to always be down, I'm never going to be able to play that song because I can't play a song. And you told me I can't play a song. And you told me I should be, I should go to school to be a dentist. Right. You know, so now here I am not being sure who I am. Now I'm going to school and I'm realizing why is this not working for me? When I know <laughs> deep down on my side, I like, I like, I like that. I like a guitar. I want to play that thing. But it, it, because I'm not sure of myself, I can see myself and I don't value what I want. I'm never going to go that route. Oh, and trust yourself. That's a huge one. A lot of people, not only do they not see themselves, they don't trust themselves. Mm. They don't have the confidence to actually go through and follow through with their dream. Yes. They they already, because society has already told them that it isn't going to work or that it's impossible for them to reach that level, mm-hmm. they don't even attempt. That's crazy. And that's very true. And this is where in my world, I don't, I don't put, there's no cap. Yeah. I'm not trying to, we just really, we just, we just talked about it in our appreciate, <laughs> yeah. right? There is no cap. And because my brain is already telling me there's no cap, there's no limit. There's no, there's literally, once you make the yeah. decision, it's like, yeah, no. I'm just, doing, I'm just here today. Right. I tell people every day, I'm doing this today. I'm chasing my dream every day. Every day. I'm not worried about Wednesday. Well, we're on Wednesday. I'm not worried about next Wednesday right now, <laughs> unless I have a meeting or something. Right. But when it comes to my dream, let me just make that clear. Unless it's, when it comes to my dreams, I'm not worried about next Wednesday right. because I'm, I'm just worried about now and chasing them every day. And I think that is liberating to me. Um, well, before you was this dream chaser, let's go back. Let's go back because we have met you. <laughs> A very long time. We tried to figure out the other day. Now, how did, how did we even get here? We, we've known each other since I was, I think, since I was 14. I think we, we decided it was like 14, 15. I was saying, what did you I say? You said like 12? 11. I know yeah, I didn't know you were like, 11. I know for you sure. You said no. So I'm like, okay, we'll yeah. go with you, right? I, I met you outside. Yeah. And, oh, okay, so this is great, right? <laughs> so before I turned into who I am today and the person I'm going to continue to be, I met Justin. Yeah. And I met Justin. I didn't meet Brandon. So (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to share that. So I met Justin. And when I met Justin, it's so interesting, right? Like, you know how you see someone that's very peculiar and it's like, this person is different. And it's like, but you can't put your finger on what exactly it is. is, But you know something is very, very different. And it's so interesting to me because when I met you, I was like, although this is a different experience, at that time I didn't call it an experience. I'm just like, well, this was a different person. But it's like, he was cool. Hmm. And I was like, he's intriguing. Every time he speaks to me, I learn more and more. However, wow, seriously, seriously, <laughs> I really, I learn more and more. And I realized that each time you and I had a new like encounter, every time you were working on your dream. Yeah. Every time. So I'm over here, you know, just hanging out in the stoop, you know, just watching everybody. You play some little basketball, you playing cards, you, you doing whatever you're doing. And I'm just being a child. And 
you were not with me on that path. We were not you. We were not playing double dutch. Yeah. No, you were. I'm a photographer. What else? I think you were a model at one point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were a YouTuber. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see. You were an artist at one point. Yeah. Um, what else have you done? I think I've done everything I wanted to do. And, I, and you know, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, in this day and age, people don't understand history. They think that these things are just new to people. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, I, and, 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 and it's rightfully it should be because everyone doesn't, you're going to meet right. new people in your life and right. again in your journeys. But I love, and, and when I talk to my friends now that I've met or people that I meet now and I tell them like, I feel so old because I've been doing so much for so long, for so long. And they will never get a visual. I can tell stories all day. But a person who was in that element like yourself who can actually reflect and go, Bro, this guy's been, he's been doing this, 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 the same thing, yeah. you know? So none of the things that I do are new. These are things that are serial. And that's why when I'm preaching to people and I'm yelling at the top of my lungs for a creative person to just do it, I'm, I'm a walking testimony still today and more so of what's possible because I know as a creative person, we doubt ourselves. You know, we, there's times when you're going to doubt yourself and that doubt would hold you. Right. And sometimes we think, like you said earlier, that they'll put things and think it's impossible and it's right. not. I'm a walking testimony every single day day to let you know it will work but it will also fulfill you and, ha- and happiness inside because you're doing what you want to do right you're gonna have bumps it's gonna happen see it's that's just life that's just a part of life you know but i don't ever let those speed bumps in those situations that are temporarily by the way stop you from chasing your dream right and it's it's so interesting to see you now it's like of course you're successful now like it's like <laughs> just like of course like it makes sense because you started so early and you were so sure of yourself yeah. and every time you kind of like bumped your head you kind of just laughed it off yep. and like you would say like we spoke about this thing money comes and goes and you said it when we were like i consider like children yeah but we were children i'm gonna guess what we were yep <laughs> when you said it i was like what you mean when like in my head i'm like what you mean money comes and goes like you know how hard it is to get some money and then i'm like wait a second he said that like and it, i i as i grew older i understood it more money does come and go money's not hard to make nope. like i like my my perception of just like I'm going to put some quotes around this, although you guys can't see me doing this. Reality is like it changed drastically. And it's because of people like you that people like me can be who I am. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. No, seriously. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like at 16 years old, like you just kind of like you were doing it, period. And we were witnessing it. We didn't know what we were witnessing, but we were witnessing it. And we just kind of like went with the flow. But it's so interesting because the people that did not follow their dreams or did not pursue their passions they're in the same place yeah versus you you became what exactly what you said you were wow. going to become i was getting tight now i'm not, I, I'm gonna change. <laughs> you know to be honest guys because nowadays i'm older right so let me just say this like my eyes are a little worried and i shouldn't even said that damn it I'm getting a little older. I'm a very tough shot. I think as as age comes, emotion yeah. has been coming from me. <laughs> like if anyone know me from back then, you don't get nothing from yeah, this. This laugh. is a rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's crazy because it's a moment that we're taking back. And we like you said, we all of my friends, and I will thank for every person that I have up, my upbringing. I always tell people that too. Like always be yourself because I've used to work with behavior children, and one thing that I've learned about that, like children, period that they deal with a lot. We deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. And our upbringing is really important. And right. these kids are in tough spots. And when they're angry, they're going to say a lot of things. And then based on the perception they had of you, meaning me, they will think I didn't, they thought I never understood. They didn't think I was where I was from. They never believed it. 
And in these times, what do you do? You I blame mean, them? It was hard yeah, to believe. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, still, to this, still to this day, no one believes. If I tell people about my life and where I'm from, they they think I'm bullshitting. Yeah. And so I remember, I remember vividly a bunch of times where they're angry. When they're angry, they're gonna talk. You don't understand my life, Mister Justin. You don't know what it's like to not have a father. Right? You know all these things of how I don't understand. And one thing is for me, I get low with them, and I get to the eye level, and I do understand. I live down the street, bro. Okay, I'm born and raised here. And the way I would change that narrative, because you have staff that are yell back like you know but i don't do that i know who you are i am you okay that's number one i am you and i won't let you know how much i care about you and how i can show you that if you change the way you think your life's going to be different Ooh. and i'm going to tell you this i told i remember one kid when he said you don't know what like that father i said let me tell you something my father was in my house every day but my father was not in my house every day i said i've always seen my father every day I cannot. I can never say I've never seen my uh, one year. No, but remains the conversation. I can never <laughs> say that I've never had. A, I've never not seen my father. But I can tell you, my father was never present. So that's one thing. So don't don't say that. Number two, don't judge a person. I said you can always you can be yourself. I said I have hood friends still to this day that are that are what, what we what Amazing. we call what, what, what do we call uh, hood what, friends. What do we call uh, what, what, what do they call it? I got gang hitters, hitters or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, gang. whatever. So this is one of my beliefs where I'm from, right? Me saying, what do we call those things? Oh uh, no, no, no. But I got hitters or whatever. Whatever, whatever slang is used now. I have all that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying I'm saying this to say that I've been blessed, right? That I've always been different mm-hmm. in all of my friend groups, and I will thank every one of my friends till this day that they've never judged me, never bullied me. Never thought because I thought the opposite. They always ride, roll with me, you know, maybe because I would kick their ass. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. But I always knew that, like, I never, ever once said I have to be someone else to be around a person. And I preached that to those kids. I said, always be yourself. Because un- unfortunately, in the urban environment, I truly believe that most children choose gangs and stuff off of fear. Right. Ooh. Off of fear. And this is just something that I was I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this because I am this kid and I also work with these kids and I right. also work with people in this type of thing. And I think it's really from fear, because think about it. If there's no father in a home or if there is if there's some type of discrepancies home in the in the in the hood, it gets scary. And in order for me to be protected, I have to have from a brotherhood. And I, I'm a firm believer. I swear to you, any person who got into the gang, I guarantee they didn't want to get in that gang. It was a protection. And unfortunately, as a young person, whether they're going to the OGs, they, the OGs are dumb at this point because the OGs wants a kid that was afraid. But then they got into this life that didn't they have to, they have to fit this shell. They have to do it, you know? And in that, they lose themselves and they become ignorant. And now you have the young children now going into that because they have no guidance. So this is something that, that will cure one day. But I think that's how the most of the children get into this and wrapped up into this. And then they can't be themselves. They like art. They, they like to draw like the sink. It's frowned upon. But they don't know that you really can still do those things and still be good and your friends will be good. You know, I, I still have every friend I had since I was a kid today. Wow. I still have them. When I go, when I go in there, and if, if, one, if anyone knows me, if I'm in your town, I'm calling you. Because I'm, I'm always moving. I'm, I'm always chasing my dreams, but I never ever forget anyone. I may can hang out for a long time, but best believe if I'm in your town and I'm, I don't care because I'm going to remember, oh, such as Raven lives here. Like I told you, I, if I, I forgot you live in Brooklyn because every time I'm in Brooklyn, I would, it's just, a, it's just who I am as a person because I know I don't have a lot of time, but I know that I can pull up in my hood still right. and say, what's up, chop it up. They're where they are and I'm where I am, but there's never been a judgment, you know? And I think to me, that's something I'm very thankful. I would always be grateful for that because I can, I always reflect and look at how it could have went left. Mm. It could have went left. If I was unsure of myself, you know, I had a very, and I think I still think my voice is the same. My friends say that it's not, um, but I have a very high pitched voice. It's, I hated my voice and my friends, like, your, your voice is fun. I said, cause you with me every day, you know, but, <laughs> I was basically the point. You would bully me. You would bully me, but no one ever bullied me. Mm-mm. Ever. I can't. I can't have that story. 
I think yeah, you don't. You you have more of a respect thing. Like you were yeah. unique, but your your story is one of respect. It's yeah. not one of like disgust or humiliation. I can't. Or, I, I wish I would. I wish I can know. tell that story, but I really can't tell the story. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and with that being said, that's why I knew that I can I I can be sure to tell a kid you can do the same thing too, because you're you're more like hood structure than me and you shouldn't be having like me i was just like i mean come on it was it was if looking back if if bullying was a thing you would have believed me but no i can't have that story no one ever believed me no never had any judgment no nope and i'm blessed for that but i also know that means it's possible for anyone and and that that's the thing that used to like really touch my heart when it came to these children because they're dealt with they were dealt with so much like so much and i just wanted to remind them and i remember when i first started working behavior children i thought i can cure out the world I thought I can cure the world because at 14 I was working in a school. So I was already keen to like the, the child mind and how amazing they are and how cool. But then I tapped into, as I got older to behavioral side, like this is a different world. Like these are angry kids that are, they're adult with a lot of, a lot of fucked up things. Right. Uh, and I came in like, I can help everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I can cure everybody. That was a mistake. I couldn't. And I got discouraged one time because I, I realized that that wasn't a possible thing. And then I had to think and I said, but as long as I help one, and I did my job. And I'm right. sure I've helped thousands at, by that nowadays. But during that time, it, it, was, it was discouraging because I know that these are kids in my environment. And I want to help them. I want to help them as much as I can because a lot of like, the stories I can't even go into detail. But it became very personal. I was never a worker. In that field, you don't make money. You had to really want to do it. And because I was a babe, now a lot of people don't know this. Wow, you got a lot out of me today, huh? First whoa, 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 whoa. Now, now, now I'm actually thinking. Now I'm going to start thinking. Because one thing I don't do is think before I speak. And let me just, no, but this is very important. This is very important. No, this is very important, yeah. Because I was a behavior kid. And this is actually a story I wasn't going to tell until I was 40. I'm not even kidding, but I'm not going to tell all of it. I'll just stop here because I do have a plan. I know what I want. I know there's certain things that I want to let people know that things are possible. But okay. I was a behavior kid. Okay. So I'm able to connect with them. Okay. I'm able to understand them. And I don't need to, and I think that I, I hate that people have to tell you everything about them for you to vibe with them. I'm against that, which is why there's one person, I'm going to say her name, Simone Duncan. She's a, when I started working behavior children, she was working at this particular company and she, she thinks of, of like everyone, they always thought highly of me, you know, right. and I'll, I'll get into how that's damaging too. Uh, in a quick second, yeah. people thinking how they have kids and young adults because it sets them up for failure in a sense. Um, but anyway, she always think she always think highly. I respect that, and I always tell her, Simone, I have a story to tell. And she goes, Well, what is it? I said, I'm going to tell you one day. And I know that day. It's not here yet. I'm still preparing that day because I want people to understand. I shouldn't have to tell you certain stories for you to believe me and vibe with me. You know, it's possible. But I will just say, and I'll just stop. I got to stop here because I talk too much, and I'll start. I'll give it away. But now back to telling a kid something. So I've been really blessed on this earth to. I always get good praise. I was a bad kid, but I, for some reason, I always got good praise. Like, it's just like, you know, you're going to be great. You're going to be great. You decide a third. I think to me, and I want anyone who's listening, and, and I also want your opinion to you, I think that can be damaging to a kid. And I'm going to break it down more. So let's say I play basketball. I'm going to do the total opposite of myself. I play basketball, and I was okay. okay at it. Most parents these days, you're going to be a basketball player. You're going to be great. You're, you're, pre, you're planting a seed in this kid's head, right? Instead of saying, good job, you're doing great. You're telling them what they're going to be, to be, right? And as you're doing this, in their head subconsciously, and this is because I know this, not basketball portion, but because I know this, I know that feeling. The whole entire time they are bringing, you're telling them what they're going to be. And that means if they get to a point of consciousness where they realize that that's not really what I want, they're going to think they're letting you down. And if they don't be that, then they're going to feel like a failure. I said it to say, I always got praise of I'm going to be great, which, I mean, thank you guys for, for confidence, right? Yeah. But when I had my first kid, I didn't want to have my first kid that early. I felt I let every person down, even people I never even spoke to since I was a kid. Because of my whole entire life, 
people were telling me how great I'm going to, I'm going to be, how I'm going to, and I mean, I know it's harmless to them, but because I heard it so much in my mind, I had to be great. Right. And it wasn't in a good way because I already knew I was going to be great personally, but because of the opinions of the people of upbringing, since I can remember of what I had to be, I thought that was the ultimate failure. I thought, I thought my life was over because now I'm 29. No, I can't tell the age because I'm not going to know how old I am. <laughs> you got, I got to watch you. Um, I'm young. <laughs> it's too late now. Fuck it. Um, but no, I'm young and I'm moving. I'm, I'm at a good pace from 14. I've been getting it. Like, you know, before I made my own money, I was still getting it as far as yeah. being a great person and everyone around me is encouraging me. That's like a thing, you know, so I can say that's blessed. Now I'm 14. I'm getting it. I'm making good money for a 14-year-old. You know, I'm having a job. I already get a great worth at now I'm 17 now I'm following my dreams I'm a photographer I want to do these great things and yes and I'm doing a lot of great things I'm still getting all that praise from when I was a kid and then I do something that I think is going to be frowned upon so now I'm having a kid and I'm like oh my god now my life is over now I'm going to be a failure everyone's going to everyone that believed in me not going to believe me no more and that piece of mental state right there I'm glad on me because I think I handled it well but I was so afraid and I was like I didn't want I didn't want to my mom I was disappointed in myself. And I, and I look back and reflect now, it was that reason. It, that's the reason because they kept telling me what I was going to be. There's a difference between encouraging a person and telling them what they're going to be. be. You cannot tell anyone what they're going to be. You cannot, especially a child. And the and reason why I use sports, because I think that's America, that's like mostly what it is. It's like sports, especially in our community. It's either basketball, football, rapping. It has to be something that's going to be a celebrity or something, which is fucking bizarre, <laughs> right? And that's just bizarre to me that we limit ourselves right there. But even if you was telling your kid, and then in some cultures, they make them, they want them to be doctors. I had conversations with people yep. who yep. literally are creative people. Who in their family, you must be this. A doctor or you, an attorney. A doctor, attorney, a lawyer, you must be this. And they're fighting in their now, let's say 25, young adult life. They're fighting with themselves, yep. pleading to me, nearly crying. Brennan, I do not want to be to a do doctor. This. I, don't I do not. Do and, I'll, and I'm confused. I'm like, well, why are you doing it? Because my family, I yep. have to. Yep. Yep. Because my dad's a lawyer, my uncle, my brother. It's, it, there's no option. Right. That fucks a person up mentally. And then they lose themselves and they don't understand that the parent already lived the life. Like I'm a firm believer of if, yeah. if, if I had a kid and I was 30 years old, I now owe that kid 30 years. Mm. That's how that's that's an example I set. And I think that with any age you are. So let's say you had a kid at 15. Right. Even though we don't got it, you know, now you owe that little human 15 years in your life plus more, but at least 15 because you already lived 15 years on this earth. And now you have a human that you have to take care of. Right. And you're going to do bullshit. You need to dedicate 15 years to that person. And I think that is really crucial to people because they'll say these things to children and, it, and, it, and it's, just, it's just not a good recipe. So I think anyone that's out there to have kids and stuff, it's great to be proud of your kid, but give them tools, expose them to things and encourage them. Don't tell them what they're going to be. How many times do your mind change when you're hungry? You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like a person gonna make a career from a kid ten because years he, old because he's good at throwing a football. Like, exactly. What's the first thing someone says when a kid throw a football and it's pretty neat? Oh, you're gonna be a, a NFL oh, player. Yep. Oh my god, you're going to the NFL, and it's like it was just luck. <laughs> the kid doesn't even like football. Right? Hates hates it mm-hmm. actually. But now because I threw it right, and now my parents praise me. So I'm gonna. I, I don't know what this thing is yet, but I guess I gotta do this. Football more. throw thing more. Yeah. Now I'm 19 and I realized I never liked it. I wanted to play the violin or tap dance. Right. Now I'm confused. Now my mental is messed up. Or let's let's do the opposite. Let's say you are you're a child, 15, 17, 18 years old, and you don't have any support. Mm. You have no one telling you you're great. Everybody's telling you you ain't gonna be shit. 
You ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay right here. The only voice that matters is yours. Yes. So just keep that in mind. And for those that people that do have children, keep that in mind. That those encouraging words in the beginning year, though the early years, super, super important. important. First five. But if you are not one of those parents that's willing to encourage or empower your child, the next best thing is to not say anything negative to them. Nope. Allow them to form their own thoughts and list have conversations. Yep. See, that's my style Ooh, of this like, is so good. Yeah, because Mind you, we both have some way to be. Oh, oh yeah. This is whatever though. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is again dreams. This is more important. Yeah. To me. I, so I have no idea what time it is right now. I'm but not telling you because it's, I can't. Because even for me, it's bad. It's bad? Okay. It's bad for me. Okay. It must be like almost six o'clock. But, <laughs> <laughs> so my thing is, so I have um, I have two siblings and um, my first sibling, I wasn't able to be a part of her life in the way that I wanted to be. However, I always left that door open of just like, you know, basically I'm, if she ever needed me, I'm here. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And right, wrong, or indifferent, like, believe me, I've the, I've seen the craziest. But anyway, um, then when it came to my brother, my brother's kind of like my child. Mm-hmm. I have conversations with him. And I learned that from, you know, traveling the world. I realized that there was a different form of parenting. It doesn't mm-hmm. always have mm-hmm. to be, you know, disciplinary. It doesn't have to be like, yell, 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 punish, yep. punish, punish. It's like, no, this person's a human. They may not understand what they're doing, or maybe they do understand what they're doing, but let's have a conversation. This and, person's a human. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this, yeah, this 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 being is, is human. They yeah. have feelings. They have emotions. There's a reason why in their head, whatever they did, it made sense to them in that moment or whatever mm-hmm. they chose made sense so let's have that conversation i just want to go back to being that child in the hood if you are that if you were ever that child in the hood right you'll probably resonate with this in my particular circumstance i was always considered great yeah i was always considered someone that was like praised that was like if i came into a room it's like hey like it was always like a happy energy or happiness um you know when I came around, and it's also because of the energy that I also brought into the situation. Yeah. However, what really broke me out of that was both high school and college when I realized I wasn't the only one. Because mm-hmm. I would be in a situation where I'm thinking I'm walking in a room and yeah, everyone's so happy to see me. I'm so great. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then when I got to into those other spaces, I realized there were a lot of me mm-hmm. around. So that's when the voice in my head started to get louder and louder and louder because if I sat there and started comparing myself to other people, I would feel defeated. And it's like, we both can be great. Yes. And although I am from a different place than you are, aka I'm from in a urban working class setting, I am still capable of reaching my goals and yes. becoming the person that I want to become, regardless of what you think of me or what I should be doing with my life. And I, I never actually said that before because I had, wow. um, I had uh, one of my best friends actually told me that like, uh, I don't know if I want to say that, but <laughs> we're here, you got me. Hey, we this is we're gonna look at this. This is another thing. We're gonna look at 10, 10 years, and this is gonna be this is oh, this, be this was so important again. And yeah. it's it's it happened with timing, right? I'm a firm believer of the universe. It works. I don't jump on people's live every now and again. I do. We jump on your live, and I'm like, oh, I haven't spoke to Raven in so long, and then it we rekindled. I'm like, wait, we gotta we have to have that conversation. We have more in common now, yeah. for a fact. Definitely. When, when we were younger, I thought we had. 
I thought that that's why we were friends. You know, <laughs> like we're <laughs> like we're all kids. Like we're all in the hood. Like let's just have fun. You seem like a nice person. I seem like a nice person. Let's just enjoy and have fun. But as I've grown older, I realize like out of most of the people I've encountered, you're one of the people that I can honestly understand more. Wow, more than some of the other people I've spent all of these other years with. But going back to being a kid in the hood or just someone that is in an environment that's both supportive versus non-supportive. I grew up in an environment that was very supportive, but at a certain point I had to start supporting myself. I had to start telling myself positive things about myself to build my confidence, to believe, to start believing in myself. And there are days when I am like down and like out, I literally have to stop myself and tell myself, because once I figured this part out, this is a key part right here. This is a gem. All of this is an experience at any time you can start or stop it anytime you like. So if you don't like what's going on around you, change what, it. Yes. You literally can wake up and say, this experience is over and change everything that's happening. There's power in what you say, how you say it and what you do next. Yes. Although an experience may be over, that doesn't mean that you have to like destroy it or anything like that. It's just, it's time for a new experience. Yes. And like you said, like I could be sad that day and then just have a horrible day for the rest of the day. Or I could say to myself, okay. And just, you know, you have a good day. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to have a good day. When I get to it. Right. I can't control it right now. I think we as humans, most of us, we all let a temporary, something that's temporary defeat us. Right. Like I just look at life so different. I'm sorry. If you fall and scrap your, scrape your knee, it's going to hurt a little bit. Right. Ow. God. Damn it. Damn it. What? I'm bleeding. Are you fucking kidding me? This is me for real. <laughs> I got, I'm not supposed to bleed. Are you kidding me? I'm bleeding, right? I can sit there right. after that moment and worry about me bleeding. Or I can understand that I'm going to, I can, well, I can also do, I can do, well, damn, we can do multiple, multiple things. things. There isn't I can go get, because you have people that'll go get a first aid kit, clean up the right. wound, clean it up, put a bandaid on it, and then get up and move. Right. Yeah, people like, mm, God damn it. All right, whatever. And go about their business. And, and those are two things because we know it's going to heal. Right. It's not going to be crazy because if it's so crazy, I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm still going to be, either way, I'm going to be fixed because right. I didn't what? I did not die. Right. And with that, I know that's a crazy way of saying something, but basically, you did you die? Right. If you did not. And also, if you couldn't fix it, then leave it. Right. I cannot speed that up to heal. I cannot speed that wound up. Right. But I know it's going to heal. Right. Now, I can either let it heal or I can worry about it every single day and let it distract me from everything I'm doing. And then once it heals, I'm like, well, that wasn't so bad. But I wasted two weeks of my life being sad, worried about that scar. Right. Now it's a scar. And that's the same thing with being a creative. I feel like, and I don't know if this is true for other people because I'm not other people, but as far as being a creative goes, you're going to fail. A lot. Yes. Often. It'll get fun after a while. It will get fun. Because <laughs> after a while, you have you really do start to just laugh at like- The, the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you keep moving. And I didn't realize that at first, that failure is literally a part of the process. Like it's a part of what's going to allow you to grow yeah. and to become the person that you need to be. And if you, the more you fail, the more you learn. The better you get. Yeah, the better you what? get, the more you can produce- uh, the more you can grow, more you're going to come across other people that are failing in different areas. You can help each other. Yeah. Failure is the key component. When you fail 
it's going to allow you to succeed yes mentally but also financially you know it, in so many ways spiritually you know it's and as amazing. cliche as it sounds because people we and the problem with a lot of things is the new generation right because we say these things and people some people it's going to go on some people's air and go out the other and go oh that's everyone saying that but it's very true right and the reason why they just saying oh you're just saying it because you didn't do it right. you're still sitting on the chair scared fear i say is a extreme form of excitement Mm, that's what yeah. that's interesting and the reason why i said that because i mean i don't really get i don't i'm not really in a person of fear i always take leaps I, i'm I, it's again it's gonna put you in some spots it's gonna put you in some good spots i don't i don't worry about, i'm not worried about the bad right when i'm making some irrational decisions again some of them are on point some of them are like you should have did that but i know that it got me where i am and so one day I was thinking, I'm like, why do people, because I always, I always wonder the whys of people. Because if I'm so sure of myself all, of my, all my life, when people are not like doing what I think they could do, because I see things in people, I always wonder. And it took me a long time to wonder why was I so stressed out about other people and not myself, meaning nothing had to do with me. It was always them. So I realized I'm wondering the whys of other people. That's, that's what I've learned. And then I said, why do people fear? Like, why are they, why are they always scared or something? Like, nothing's going to happen. Like, what's going to happen? Like, what's the worst that can happen? And then my brain said to me one day, Fear is an extreme form of excitement. And I said, what does that mean? Because a person is really excited. Because we can't, we can't be fearful of something we don't really want. Mm. Right? Think about it. Like, we only, like, okay, if I want to be uh, the best fashion designer in the world, but I'm so afraid. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Wow. Because I'm excited that it, what if I, but you know, what like, if what, it yeah, actually what if it actually happened? happens? Right? So change, <laughs> if we change the way we think, which we all heard will change our life. Right. That's a true statement. It's really true. Now, I can use the word fear as I'm going to fail and that's going to be in my head. I'm going to stay right here. I don't, wanna, I don't want anything to happen. I'm good right here, even though I really want that thing over there. But I'm really safe right here and I don't want to do it. But if it's an extreme form of excitement, that's intriguing. Yeah, it, it does. Ooh. Failure literally becomes intriguing. Yeah. What can I it's do? Like, hmm, That's exciting. Should I, I be afraid or should I just, just do it? Yeah. <laughs> what's the so what's the thing? I can be successful. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my oh. god. What, what what can I do then? Yeah. Ooh. Like <laughs> changes the way you think. You change life and also change your yeah. wording too. And I'm a big advocate for that. And I preach this stuff because I do this every day. And I think that it's not all it's not all easy, but it's right. fun. So even when the word no, like some people are afraid of being no. And I'm going to shout out to my buddy Michael. Um, I, always, I always like no's But I like the way he put it in He says it stands for Next Opportunity That was episode one With Raven the Mogul Episode two Up next If you haven't already Follow us on Instagram At the social tour The social tour HQ Peace Peace